Welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, our adventurers walked their way through the muck and mud and met a lovely bullywog by the name of Fred. Yes, he, he likes ties. Uh, pink ones at that. The adventurers were all, you know, set in their ways to try and find out exactly what was going on. And it turns out the bullywogs don't actually peddle in drugs. The rats came into action, shot some arrows and started to get into a bit of combat with the rest of the team. So let's get right back into the action in today's episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. I'll use Clarky as my bonus okay. action. So in reaction to that, Clarky is going to continue to try and kill this thing in front of it. Oh, baby. 14 plus 5, 19. Clarky's going to hit it and he's going to finish it off. As you just see, you've thrown Clarky at this thing. It stabbed it. It's tried to stab back at Clarky. Clarky deflected it. Clarky's just going to crack its neck either side, spin the daggers in his hands. It's going to cut at its leg and it drops down. It's going to cut at its chest, it glints back, and it's going to flip the blade up into the air and then with his other dagger, meet it in the middle as the other dagger falls down Whoa. straight through the top of its head and both blades meet in its jaw. Oof, that's my boy. Clacky rips the uh, daggers out as it just flops down. Your turn to do something now, Ugo. Um, okay, cool, sick. Well, I'm going to move towards this fucking stubble stacked rat does clarky come back to me or does he stay there until he my stays next there until like almost pokemon-esque you can tell him to return to you he can spend all of his movement to come back and jump back on your shoulder right okay i'm gonna finally use it <gasps> i'm gonna use my divine smite oh baby here we go D divine smite when you make a melee attack you expend one spell slot to deal 2d8 extra radiant damage to the target, which one are you targeting? Are you targeting the rat that's sitting on top or the rat that's sitting on the bottom? Uh, the bottom's already hurt, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yep, yeah, the bottom one. All right. So I expend a spell yep, slot. You yeah. burn a spell slot no matter what. Yeah. Then you just roll your normal attack roll. You can do that divine smite after you actually hit. So he doesn't have to spend it if he misses. So he can literally just roll if he actually hits and then go, yes, I want to add a divine smite to that. Oh, because it's a special, of course. It's a it special, is, yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, the way that your action works. Yeah, I'll allow it. Yep, okay. Uh, so we've got a 17. 12 plus 5, that's going to hit. So 6. 6, and then roll me 2d8. 5. Holy fuck. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> you just did 18 points of damage. 18 damage. You swing through. Your blade on the your battle axe starts to glint and glow with golden effects coming off it, sparkling in the air, and then suddenly... Zhush, the entire face of the battle axe is now golden and bright and it's burning and you can feel the heat radiating off it as you swing your axe through and cleave right through its chest, cutting, slashing through. That rat is bloodied. He's very much hurt. And now he has to make a dexterity saving throw to see if he drops the rat above. Um, yes, he's going to fail that. So the rat above on his shoulders is now going to fall off just to the side of him. He has to make a reaction to see if he avoids damage, um, which he makes a 19. So he's, he's going to land awkwardly, but it's not going to hurt him. So he doesn't take any damage. I know what you're thinking, Navarre. He's going to kill still. He's going to try and kill still. <laughs> I'll go for the assist. It's now Navarre's go. I'm going to take five paces. I'm going to hit rat number six. You're going to try and hit the rat behind? I would say you have disadvantage. Oh, baby, you're fucked. 18. Even with disadvantage. So that, that you rolled a 12 plus 6, which is an 18 on the lowest. He's also still Hunter's Mark too, so that's 3. Plus 5? Yeah, plus 2 is 5, yep. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting the plus, so 5 damage. They're going to have to... Oh, they're going to have to try and dodge from a 9. 9. Mm. And he's also going to take an additional 3, so he's getting hit for 8 regardless. All right, he got 16, so he's going to take half that damage. The one next to him, on the other hand, it does not matter because that will kill him. Yep, you fire off with your, uh, your bow once again, pull back the arrow, sparks, and suddenly vines start to come out of the actual arrow itself, all these thorns, and you fire it off. goes just over the rat that's in front of Ugor and lands in the shoulder of the rat behind, which then has thorns pop out piercing into him and falling over to his friend just next to him and just getting him in the back of the neck and you just see it crack and suddenly he falls to the ground dead so yes he did kill still all right so he's killed and then the other rat took 13 damage yeah that's not right so is he bloodied uh yes yes he is bloodied hell yeah now, I want you to know, and for the listeners as well, not every creature has the same hit points. So they do vary from slight uh, different features that I've given each of them. 
That is Navarth's turn. Moving then onwards to Rat 1 would have been next. Dead. Ah, Falas, it's your turn. Alrighty then. I am going for, because I keep missing, I'll just go with the magic missiles. Okay. I'll target the bloodied one on the right in the middle of those two. So you're going to go for Rat 6? No, 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 Rat 4. Alright, so are you targeting all your missiles at the one? Um, actually, I'll target two at that one and one at that one. One at rat three? Yeah. Okay, yep. So, magic missile. Gotta love how it works. Just roll me damage. That's uh, a three. Three damage, yep. So, that's gonna go through. So, you fire off two missiles. So, for six damage on rat four and one for three damage on rat three. So, uh, how many spell slots do you have left? You'd have none now, right? That would be all of them burned. I've got two first levels and... One second level. Oh, true. You do too. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. Rat 4 takes six points of damage. It's yeah, it's very fucked up. It hits straight into it. Uh, and Rat 3 takes uh, three points of damage. It's not bloody. It's definitely looking hurt. That's going to be your action. Are you going to move or... I might move closer just in case they try to make a run for it or anything like that. Yep, yep. So you can just move 15 feet forward. I'll go to the left a little bit closer than Avaf, so he's still got a clear shot. Yep, so up and to the left. Yep, so that's your go. Next up would be Rat 2, dead, followed by Rat 4, who's going to... who's just taken a lot of damage from you. He is going to use an ability called Muck. Basically, he's going to start foaming at the mouth, and you just start to see green stuff coming out. And he's just going to spew some spit just onto the tip of his crossbow. And it starts to fizzle and oogle from where you are. You can actually start to smell something really foul come from it. He's going to try and take a shot at Falas here, which is a 19 to hit. 19 hits and I've still got one duplicate. And that's not going to make that roll. <laughs> Three. Three. So in this instance, it's it's going to aim for you. All right, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. That's another three plus two is five. I am not rolling well. That's four points of piercing damage, and then also seven points of necrotic damage. I'm at four HP left, so <laughs> I'm bloodied. You are bloodied. So it looks like he must have spewed something uh, gross and necrotic onto the actual crossbow bolt itself doing that damage. It looked like it hurt, and it uh, definitely did. You dirty fucker. You dirty bagger. It's now going to be Ratman 5, who is unscathed so far, has yet to been hit. It's going to move there. All right, so this one's going to try and take a shot at Burrell. Still. Yep. That's in seven plus four, 11. No, nah, it's not going to hit. <laughs> Straight past. It's, he wants to hit you. It really does, but he's just not doing it. It's not It's not getting there. That's going to be his go. And then it's rat number six, who's right in front of Ugor, who's very hurt, uh, doesn't like this uh, situation. He's going to drop his crossbow into the ground. And he's going to pull out his short sword and he's going to face the short sword inwards. He uh, must realize he's fucked. He's going to stab into his own chest. Wait, who's killing himself? The rat. Which one? The one that you have Hunter's Mark on. This is bullshit. He's stealing. <sighs> Fuck me. Stealing my glory. He stabs into himself and as he does, you start to see him start to shake. The blade in his hand uh, starts to glow. This rat might have swallowed something it shouldn't in preparation. It is going to attempt to kill itself by a suicide bomb. It looks like it might have swallowed a bomb prior to this engagement just in case and is going to use the sword to activate the bomb. So the rat to its right, Ugor and Clarky all need to make a dexterity saving throw. Thank God I didn't go all the way forward. Oh, thank fuck. 18. 18, yep, you're going to make it. Uh, Clarky's also going to make it. And um, that's a nat 20 on the the rat next to him. So, yep, so this rat's going to dive out of the way. He, he knows what's coming. Google, you you are now uh, five feet back. Clarky's going to move as well. And he's going to explode, dealing... That would have been eight points of explosive damage, now reduced to four for everyone involved. As the person that's directly in control of Clarky... Clarky still has two HP. Now you have an option because of your connection to Clarky, take damage from Clarky and put it onto yourself. So spiritually, your connection with Clarky for some reason, whenever he takes damage, instead you can take damage and put it onto yourself. So you would take four points of damage. If you want to, you can take three points of damage, leaving Clarky at half health. I'll take four damage. So you take the whole damage from Clarky. So that's eight points of damage dealt to you. Eight. Yes. 
Hmm. So you either take four on your own and then let Clarky get fully killed because that would be double his HP or you reduce some of the health from, and damage dealt to Clarky and put it onto yourself instead. I'll take eight. I'll take eight. You should have left him with the fucking horse. <laughs> that being said, he has killed one. He's done more than me. Yeah. He's done a lot of damage. I've taken a lot of hits. <laughs> Clarky is the epitome of a glass cannon. Uh, yeah, I'll take eight. Yeah, that's fine. Six is definitely dead. It explodes, guts go everywhere, um, and you are all like covered in like viscera. So, Boral, your turn, mate. Hooray. I'm going to keep shooting at the bloodied rat, I guess. I'm going to crit. Nat 20. Oh, double damage. All right. Probably some damage. All right. Yep. Hit him for nine. Yep. So that's seven plus one plus one. How do you kill that rat? Oh, are you kidding? I go straight through his temple, bro. Like he looks away slightly and just mm-hmm. straight in between. You just see his eyes like spiral and then poof, collapses over. Dead. I'm going to need that back. Yeah. So that's your action. Now movement. Hey, Falash. <laughs> She's going to move over towards Falash. She's going to keep wriggling closer to him. All right. So that's going to be your turn. Now it's rolling back up to Rat 3, who's just watched his brethren die. One committing suicide, the other one getting shot in the temple. He is going to spew onto his um, crossbow again. He's going to take a shot at Ugor this time. That is a 19. That will hit Ugor. Take two points of piercing damage. And fuck, bad roll. Two points of necrotic damage as well. You're not bloodied, are you? I'm on seven HP. You are bloodied. <sighs> Gee, fights really take it out of us now. Yeah, maybe for some, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. <laughs> okay, for my turn, I'm going to throw Navarth. <laughs> yeah, you're going to walk over and yeet Navarth. Hey, do it. I'll just let me pull my short swords first. <laughs> <laughs> So again, on your turn, you have the option to like recall Clarky back to you. He can spend all of his movement, or you can tell Clarky to attack another target, or you can use a bonus action of your choice. Yeah, I'll use him as my bonus action again. You're going to make him uh, come to you or try and attack another target? Uh, I'm going to tell him to go back to Navarth. Just to retreat? Yeah. Okay. So Clarky listens to you. He's going to spend all of his movement. Clarky, being uh, as light as a feather, pun intended, he's a chicken, um, (laughs) he's going to hop from lily pad to lily pad. He's going to come back over towards Navarre. And as my action, I'd like to use my greater health pot. So greater health pot, uh, if you remember, you can either drink it in parts or you can drink it in total. Um, I'll get myself back up to 25. That would require you to drink all of it. Uh, I'll, I'll drink 15. Yep, so you're going to drink three quarters of it, and um, you are now no longer bloodied. It's now Navasco. Well, I am going to step just one step north, shielding Clarky, much to his luck. And uh, I'm going to take aim at rat number five. All right, I roll. Uh, roll a nine. Nine's not going to hit. So you shoot off, misses, lands in the uh, like water next to it. Also, you still have your bonus section of remarking a target with your hunter's mark. Oh. Whenever you, you kill a, a target or a target dies that's been marked by your hunter's mark, you can spend your bonus action on the next turn to retarget it to something else. Doesn't count as another spell slot? No, it's it's only activated. Oh, well, then I'll target number five then. Because it lasts an hour. Yeah, I'll target number five. That is Navarth's turn. Next up. As for Lass. Lass, your turn. What are you going to do now? Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to cast uh, magic missiles and target... I've been missing a lot today, so mm. I'm going to target the one that's uh, already been damaged. That'll be on uh, number three. Yep. Three, all, all three missiles fired at uh, right number three for six points of damage. Yep. And I'm going to use my two sorcery points to quicken spell and do it again. <laughs> So it's another six. Twelve total to win. Twelve total. That's a lot of damage, but you're out of sorcery points now, aren't you? Yep. So, yeah, that's it. All right. He's bloodied. He's not down. He looks very hurt. You fire off your missiles. You hit him, and then you just, like, almost as if you're uh, in a Western as a six-shooter, you, like, spin your fingers back and then put him out again and then shoot again. Three shots firing off. All landing, hit him again. I might take a step back behind it. <laughs> Why me? My good friend here to take some damage. <laughs> yeah, take some damage for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting on 4 HP. You really don't want to take another shot. So that's going to be your turn. So next up is going to, would have been rat 2. Rat 2 is down. Would have been then rat 4, followed by rats 5. So that one is going to take a step back 
about 10 feet back, use most of its movement. It's then going to put its crossbow away and then pull out a small bomb, shake it. As you see, it start to sparkle and crackle. It's going to try and chuck it over at Boral and Falas. <sighs> you just had to walk over to me, didn't you? Basically, this explosive or bomb thing that he has has like 16 different variants. Um, I've rolled a five, so it is going to be an acidic one. And roll a d20 to see if it's going to hit, which is a 14. I don't think that hits either of them. I don't think that hits either of you. But because it is an acid one, it's not going to land an impact, but it's going to hit in the ground underneath you. So which means I need you as a reaction. Both of you need to make a uh, athletics check. Thank goodness I have plus three. God damn, that was on an 18 and then rolled over to Ooh. a five. Mine hit the corner of my screen. So it didn't roll, it just kind of Okay, slid. so that's going to be a 5 for Falas. Um, so that's a 9 for Burrell, um, which oh. it's not good enough. You guys do move, but you are going to take some damage. Don't worry, I have rolled quite shitly. So that's two points of acid damage to both of you. Don't worry, Falas, you're only almost dead. I'm still good. Thank goodness we have a healer. Uh, sorry, Falas. But you, you took a step back, so that's all, that's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, so that's going to be its go. So that's uh, number five. It would then be rat six. Now it is going to be Boral. Righto. I'm going to just I'm gonna step to the right, away from Falas. I'm just going to step away in distance, 15 feet. My meat shield. <laughs> and then you betcha I'm going to crossbow rat three, as per usual. All right. 16. 16 is going to hit. Roll me some damage. It's only three. Three. And you know what? That's exactly enough that you need. Tell me how you kill this thing. Oh. Um, just go through them between his eyes? Keep it simple. You cock back the crossbow. You shoot it from the hip. And it just, the dart flows doosh, straight into its head. You just see it rock and then just drop to the ground. What's with you and uh, Western style shooting at the moment? <laughs> Shoot from the hip, fucking revolver style missile. Right, we're out west in the swamps. From the hip is like a less like accurate kind of looking shot. You like can't aim as well at a distance. He's, he's dead. He just drops to the ground. All right. That is your turn. Next up would have been Rat 3, but you killed him. So he's done. Next up, Oogle. Well, I can't do much. You have half movement. You also have a javelin a couple feet in front of you from where you, like, skewered a rat. I think I'm going to have to move towards it. That's my only, my only play. Can you move in a way that doesn't obscure my shot? <laughs> if you're not going to do any other action, you can dash and move another uh, 15 feet. Yeah. Rem uh, remember, you do have your bonus action of Clarky this turn. No, I sent him back. I'm going to leave him as is. Okay. Leave him next to the guy that's been trying to kill him. <laughs> well, that's all I want to do. I don't want to use anything else just yet. So you're just standing there with your axe in hand, just looking at this rat very menacingly. Ah, this unscathed rat at that as well. That's it. Not for long. Yeah, not for long. Yes. So, Navarth, you are not majorly obscured by this. You are slightly obscured. So I'm going to move southeast yep. to get a cleaner shot. I'm going to get Soul String at the ready, cock back my arrow, ready to launch it right at his head. And it's a three. 25. Whoa. Mate, that's a 19 plus six. That's 25. That's going to definitely hit. Roll me some damage. Seven piercing damage plus... I'm going to hint him for a further three with Hunter's Mark for a total of 10 damage. Damn, boy. That's got to hurt. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage, my guy. My guy? Yep, he's hurt. He's, he, you shoot straight into like the, uh, like the small of his chest. Ooh. And yeah, no, he doesn't look like he's bloodied, but there is now an arrow just sticking out of his chest. That's a bloody good shot if I do say so. <laughs> yeah. I lay face down and end my turn. You're going to lay down. Yep. And taunt. Taunt them. Okay, you're standing on a log at this moment. You've stepped up onto a log. Yeah, I'm on a log, so I'm laying down on the log. <laughs> they would say planking. <laughs> Yeah, just plank. <laughs> plank on that, the log. That does mean that on your next tomb, you're going to have to spend half your move just getting the fuck back that's up. That's fine. That's fine. Sure. I accept. I accept this. All right. So that's Navar's turn. And next up, we have Valas. All righty then. I think I should drink a potion to heal. <laughs> I've got a greater healing, so I'm able to do two quarters to make it 10 HP. Uh, yep. Okay. So I'll do that. Glug, glug. So... Looking at everything I can do, which is nothing now. 
I think that is it. I'm going to drink my potion and end my turn. <laughs> All right, so that is going to be your turn. Next up will be the rat. So the rat now sees that it's been shot by Navar. It's uh, thrown its like acid bomb over towards the two of you. Hasn't really done much, and Ugor's right next to it. He's also now seeing me just taunt him by planking on a log after shooting him. <laughs> I can imagine you planking on the log, but you're planking facing down, which means like half your face is like submerged in the murky water. That's fine. <laughs> like just the parts of your face, especially with the water moving, it's just like sometimes you get a, the occasional bit of like muck in your mouth. It's funny because you think you you're cool planking, but <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm I'm cool. Anyways, so the rat's done that. So it's going to then pull out its short sword. It's going to look at Ugor. It's then going to take its short sword and stab into itself. No, no, not this again. (laughs) But when it happens, when it pierces itself, you just see a stab. But you don't see any blood. You don't see any light start to emanate from it like you did before. You just start to see bubbles around the water that it's standing in start to come up and slowly but surely you start to see steam start to come off the the rat itself and its arms are now hanging down by its sides and as steam starts to go off it you just start hearing it snapping of bones and like cracking all coming from inside of it, its body it's starting to like weirdly move around and and it all looks very disconjoined you can start to see some of its skin start to split and blood starts pouring out of it and you then start to notice the rat getting bigger and within a mere moment or so the rat is now two feet taller about the same height as you are Ugor with a sword pierced into its chest all this blood gushing out of it it's just going to look at you with its eyes now completely red blood and you just hear just a weeping hiss from it. And it is going to try and rush you now and it's going to try and take a bite out of you. So it's now moved over right next to you. It's going to grab onto you and it's going to try and bite you. Do we have to put down Ugo? <laughs> is he going to get rabies? That's a 19, which is going to hit you. That is going to be 13 points of necrotic damage. How much health does that take you? Nine. So, Ugor is now bloodied. Again? And make me a constitution saving throw. Man. Nine. All right. So, as this happens, you now get a level of fatigue. So, you you now have one level of exhaustion. So, basically, this thing comes up, grabs a hold of you, goes for the neck, bites in, pierces your neck. You thrash around and, and shove it off. You kind of just feel heavy. It's really heavy. And you can feel that exhaustion has just hit you. And where it's bit you, it stings, it, it hurts. And it, you can almost feel like it's crept into like your arm and your chest and you can feel it up into your neck. And Ugor collapses. Oh, no. So you are now unconscious. <sighs> Which means as an unconscious person, basically on your next turn, you have to attempt to make a roll to see if you can regain consciousness. If you do regain consciousness, then you can't take any actions or movement that turn. Um, you just become awake. Right. If you are, if you go into a death saving throw, or like if you take more damage equal to like you going down, because you're unconscious and you've just taken damage and you've got exhaustion, you automatically have a fail. Just letting everyone know, if Ugor takes nine points of damage, he's in a bad way. <laughs> right. We need to kill this thing. Mm. So that's going to be its turn. It's now going to go back to Boral. Boral, it's now your turn. So you've just got like a demon rat. You're not quite sure what this is. I, I will say if you would like to, as a bonus action, I would say in this point, you can try and think for half a second try and figure out what you see in front of you if you want to try and do like a um an insight check insight check all right we'll roll an insight <sighs> 20 a nat 20 on your insight he realized he went big bold <laughs> he went to go he went big go, go big bold Trent. big mold uh, all right so you from looking at this whole transformation thing you've never really seen this happen before but you have heard stories of things that are parasitic like viruses that people would eat and basically when they would die they would come back and just ravish everything in the area very quickly almost like an undead kind of situation so you ascertain that basically the rat probably isn't itself anymore 
uh, it's probably more akin to something undead. All right, yeah, I'm just going to, like, launch a crossbow bolt at it. Yep. Pachow, 13. 13. Does he still have plus four? Yes, you do have your... Uh, oh, no, no, you don't. Not anymore because concentration was broken when uh, Ugor went down. Ugor is passed out now, so there's no way he can concentrate on a spell as he's not conscious. That is still going to hit. All right, let's see how much, boys. Come on, lucky dice. <laughs> Ooh, eight. Eight points That's pretty good damage. This is one more and I'm a max. So you shoot a crossbow bolt. It comes in, just hits it on like one of its shoulders that are kind of like separated and just pierces straight into the arm itself, into the flesh. As it hits the bone, you hear like a loud clack sound and then you just see flesh just fall off its arm. It then turns its head to you, but not in the same way of like looking straight at you. It turns its head and then cracks its neck. Uncomfortable. All right, somebody else's problem. <laughs> Fuck this. It doesn't look like it's um, taken much damage from what you can tell. Mm. You have your movement still. Just over to the right of you is a log that's submerged uh, somewhat, and there would be a bit of an easier footing to stand on if you wanted to go stand on that. Oh, hell yeah. I can move that. Done deal, done deal. The log is spacious enough that you can stand on it. I am standing on the log. Yeah, so that's going to be your turn. Next up is going to be Ugor, who has to make an attempt to regains consciousness. In order to do that, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Eight. Uh, eight is not enough. You are still still very much unconscious. You kind of like stir a little, but yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't get you awake. Can he still utilize Clarky? Clarky's seeing Ugor down now. He's going to try and move closer, but very much like everyone else. His, his movement would be 40 feet if he were a normal size, but he's a chicken, so his movement is actually 20 feet. So he can only move so much. That's his turn. So, yep, next up is going to be Navarre. All right, I'm going to start by standing up. That was a nice relaxing plank. Going to move just a little bit further southeast, closer to Flas to get a cleaner shot. So that is going to be exactly all of your movement. And I am going to take a shot with Soul String once again. Oh, fuck me. I'm going to hit 11. That's not going to hit. That's yikes. Yikes. I use the last of my turn to yell out to the rat to pick on someone in his own size and then kind of just, I don't know, bang my chest to taunt it. Is it not like Ugo's size? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not important. He already did. That's, he picked on someone in his own it's size and this important. is what happened. It's not important. It's to get him away from you. Um, as you do that, um, you just see it snap its neck and look at you and you see it. Bring it. So that's your turn, and can't even, it can't even make it to me in his turn anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Useless rat, all that far away, thinking it's safe in this marsh. Uh, next up is going to be Falas. Falas is like, I'm gonna get the fuck away from Navarre yeah. after all that. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but I'm thinking about what else I can do as well. I'm thinking damage might be the best option. Here. Kill it quickly. Yeah, try to, because it's like. I could attempt something, but it could fail, and then it doesn't matter. So I'll just go for damage, which at least it's guaranteed. So my last spell slot, I'm going to cast Magic Missiles at level 2. So that's the last of it. So, yep, roll your damage for it, and that's four missiles. Four missiles of two. This is awesome rolls. (laughs) All right, so that's eight points of damage. Two fire off, pew, 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 and just... All these shots come flying through the air and just land, just hitting it as, as it does. Every impact kind of like pushes off flesh from its body. Pieces of meat fall to the ground. Yeah, yummy. It looks very unfazed by what you've just done, though. Right. I'll stay where I am. I'm not going to move. You're not going to move? This Was this the rat that threw bombs? This was the rat that threw bombs, but it's got a crossbow bolt in one shoulder, an arrow in the chest, a sword through the chest and now has a couple of holes kind of through it. You can almost see completely through it as well uh, in a couple of the holes that you've just made. Um, That's your turn. It's now going to be its turn. It has taken a fair bit of damage. It is now going to continue to like contort and like snap all of its bones and whatnot seem to just continuously getting larger before you didn't really notice anything like protruding from its skin you could you can now see bones through it the bones underneath its flesh are like starting to pierce through the skin like around its neck uh, from its spine you can see almost spikes coming out its hands uh, the, the fingers that, that it had with the claws have now like extended a couple of inches and all the flesh around the hands are now just like rotting and the bones just keep seeming to get bigger and bigger. 
This thing is now seven feet tall and has gotten slightly larger. It is now going to pounce, which I believe is a 30-foot leap. Thank fuck. You're welcome. It's going to move over here, and it's now going to use a thing called Hunger of the Undead. Every creature within 60 feet of this creature has to make a wisdom saving throw. If unsuccessful, that creature has to move the maximum of its movement towards uh, the creature. That would mean Valas, Navarth, Clarky, and Boral all have to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. I got a 15. Okay. I have an 11. That's a 2. Clarky got a 17. It kind of just like screeches straight into the air uh, above itself and... Uh, Navarth kind of just shakes it off as well. I've been here. I, I've dealt with this before. I know what's happening. Clarky shakes it off. Uh, Boral and Falas, however, because you needed a 12, have to move their maximum amount of feet close to this creature. Basically, both of you would, would be right next to it now. So against your better will, it almost like... Oh, uh, no. Don't put the warrior within melee range. <laughs> what a shame. He's actually going to be able to hit with his sword. Oh, no. It's like I couldn't move before, and all of a sudden I'm compelled to get closer. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Ooh-hoo. Whatever will I do? All right. So now it is going to attack, because that was not its action. It's going to attack Boral. Ah, that's it. 16. That was Mama. 16. Uh, Burrell, please make me a constitution saving throw because this thing's going to try and bite you. Uh, dude, thank goodness my const is, like, huge. That's a 17. That's successful. That was a 12 plus 5. You only take half damage as well. So that is 7 points of uh, necrotic damage as it comes up and just bites you uh, straight on, like, your arm pierces down sinks in as that happens you like shove it off you and like you can feel your arm just get real heavy and it starts to hurt you also take a level of exhaustion six levels of exhaustion there are Jeez. you don't want level six <laughs> i think six you die level six is death but yeah <laughs> well damn so that's that's gonna do you um it is going to end its turn there but as it ends its turn its tail kind of snaps around and flas in particular you see just all the flesh come off its tail its tail now looks very spiked up as the bones that were in it have now fused together and it's all just spikes coming straight from where the bones were to a point as well all right so that's its turn it's now going to be Boral. <sighs> yeah Boral's a bit tired um i'm gonna waste no time i'm gonna swing with a short sword that's 21. One's going to hit. Run me some damage. And that's six right on top. Because I'm a dual wielder, I just immediately start slashing again. And I miss. And then I'm going to uh, I'm gonna actually then use second wind. I'm going to roll a d10. Here we go. Ooh. So that's nine plus three. So 12 points of healing back. You're back up to full oh, HP. Oh, that's max HP. Let's go, baby. That's a good heal. That's a huge roll. Huge. I could have used that, to be honest. Yeah, you could. All right, so that's going to end your turn. All right, next up, Ugo, uh, please make me a constitution saving throw. See if you get the fuck back up. Yeah, boy! Let's fucking go! That's a nat 20. So with a nat 20, when you wake up from unconscious, you would, like, wake up and be very much alert. You would be in a half stance. You're not completely, like, standing all the way back up, but you are no longer, like, lying on the ground in the water which is a good thing. If you didn't get back up this turn, you would have started taking damage because you would have started drowning because the water that you're in, remember, is like enough for you to fully submerge your head. Thank God turns are only six seconds. Yep, you get back up to like half a knee and that's your turn. No, can I not use that? Nope, you cannot. Next up is going to be Navarth. I'm going to move forward 10 paces north. Which would be 20 in your movement, yep. Still sticking with the soul string. Yep. Uh, hit DC, so 18. 18's going to hit. So you're going to get hit for a whopping 10. Plus. And then you're also going to get hit for 4. And then you're also going to get hit by my Colossal Slayer, which is another 1d8. Once per turn, turn you when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, the creature takes an extra 1d8 of damage if it's below its HP maximum. Damn. Which is 6. So that is a big old 20 of damage. 
So it's 20 points of damage. Wait, is that once per turn? That's nuts. Once per turn. And you've never used it on ones that you hit? That's crazy, man. What are you... I only got it since I hit level three, and this is the first creature I've attacked where I've remembered. That's nuts. <laughs> and see, the last attack I did was the first attack on him, so it wouldn't have mattered because he was still at max HP. But anyway, all that aside, 20, 20 points of damage. 20 points of damage. Yep, so that's going to hit him. That, it looks like it hurts. <laughs> Fuck, what do you mean it looked like it hurt? <laughs> it, look, it looks like it hurt. Is he bloodied? Uh, it's, it's not bloodied. Not, not quite yet. I feel like we've got to do something else to kill it. So that's going to be your... Uh, all, all you can do, Navar. Uh, you shoot it. It lands in, like, the belly as as it, like, pierces through. Just, like, guts just start pouring out. Slush all over the arrow, uh, which is still pierced inside of it. Half of its intestine is now hanging out. It doesn't seem really any, like, phased at all. Next up is going to be Falas. What type of armor is this thing wearing? It was wearing leather armor. Uh, most of the leather armor is kind of, like falling off of it at this point like as parts of its flesh are like kind of peering off uh, it's also much larger than it was prior so whatever was fitting well before definitely isn't now yeah, i was just making sure because i get advantage on shocking grasp if it's wearing metal so i'm just going with the uh, shocking grasp anyway yep uh that's a 16 plus 3 19 to hit that's gonna hit Run me some damage uh, one damage. Jesus Christ, you're just... <laughs> I'm so you're bad at the damage. <laughs> you're nailing damage. You're not having a good day to damage. Am I able to move back? <laughs> it would provoke an opportunity of an attack from it. Shocking grasp, I believe, also means it can't take its reactions, which is what an attack of opportunity is. Oh, but actually... <laughs> actually... It says here in page 19. <laughs> if you look at your gaming headbooks. Actually, DM, I'm, I'm a D&D pro. You're fucking wrong. So it, it can't take reactions until the next start of its turn. So yes, it wouldn't provoke an attack of opportunity. Nicely done. <laughs> Hell yeah. However. Here we go. It's going to hit me anyway. <laughs> you, you know that thing you you were looking at uh, towards the end of its turn? The tail? The, the tail was prepared to swing anyways. So certain creatures of the undead have different kind of reactions. This thing has prepared an action, which was the reaction of its tail to strike. It's at disadvantage because of the uh, effect from Shock and Grasp. Like normally it would have ha had an opportunity to do so, but it's taking it anyways, which is a five. So yeah, you're fine. So you get away without it. It takes a swing at you with its tail, but you get away cleanly. Mm. How to kill an undead? Anyone got garlic? <laughs> That's, That's vampires. Vampire. Vampires uh, <laughs> are technically undead, so I'm just saying. Anyone got steaks? Uh, that, that also is vampires. <laughs> it's like, that's still vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, guys, I, I think this thing's dead. <laughs> dead, but still moving. Oh, my God, he dead. He's dead, but he's still moving. I think he undead. Oh, my God, Miss Keisha. <laughs> Miss Keisha. Oh, my God, she dead. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> um... But last, that's your turn. It's now the rats. So at the beginning of its turn, its bones continue to just like start to protrude its shoulder where the crossbow bolt was in. The crossbow bolt has just fallen to the ground into the water. All of the flesh on that arm is now gone. It's just bones at this point, And you just see the bones crack and pop as they continue to get larger and larger. It is now standing at about eight feet tall. The rest of the flesh on the inner bit of its torso is now torn in half as it is now quite large. All of its guts are hanging its legs have separated from the muscle and the meat are falling off of it there. Again, like its tail is completely just bones now and its face is jaw is just separating off of the meat and you just see this open jaw with its eyeballs, which are still bright red peering through. All of the hair that was on this rat has pretty much gone. Uh, most of the meat is gone. Its ears are pretty much falling off at this point. It's now going to turn back to Boral and it's going to try and take a swing at you with its uh, tail. That is a 17. Yes. So that is going to... Falas. What? Why do you do these things to me? What did I do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what did you do? How much did he do? He He's done 12 points of damage, swiping across the, the front of your chest with its tail. Do I get to do any throws? Nope. That's, it's just swiping at you with it. It's just hit you. It's just hit you, man. Remember that 12 damage that I just healed? <laughs> <laughs> at least you're still in double digits. To be fair, if I was to take that 12 damage, I'd be dead. I'd be down to zero. Yeah, um, I'm happy to, you know. <laughs> he's, he's exactly at 12 HP. All right, sweet. 
Cool, can I swing back now? Can uh, I do in, my things? In a moment. Wait your turn. <laughs> Come on, man. As its turn is like coming to an end as it's taken a swipe across your chest, you just see one of its eyeballs just pop out and it's now hanging, dangling off. And inside the eye hole, however, you can see just this red pulsing light. It's currently looking at uh, Boral at this point, just so you are aware. Um, all right, so that is going to be the end of its turn. Next up, Boral. What are you gonna do? I'm just gonna keep swinging at him. Got the pad roll out the way. You're gonna swing for him with 15 on a short sword. 15 with a short sword is definitely going to hit. Hit him for three. Three points of damage. That's that's huge. Huge. I'm gonna swing another short sword because my my dual swings and I hit him for eight. Yeah, that's not gonna hit. Cringe. That's not gonna hit. You just like <laughs> you swing once, swipe. And you cut across, like, the bone, the flesh. You're just cutting it off. You can just see more exposed bones at this point. And, yep, that's that's it. Anyway, I, uh, I then let everyone know that it is undead. What, what do you say? <laughs> Yo, boys, I'm playing D&D right now. I rolled a really <laughs> good roll. And uh, the DM's all like, yo, it's it's undead. So I just thought I'd pass that info on, eh? <laughs> yeah. You need one of those translators to make you sound like Faramir. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of shit. One does not simply kill an undead rat. I don't rat. think we're going to get him, y'all. Ugo, my man, do the thing. Heal him, I guess. Heal the rat? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, that's your turn. Uh, next up, it is, yep, in fact, Ugor. Ugor, with your movement, you can get behind this thing. Oh, yeah. If you weren't on your knees. Uh, all right. Well, my. What everyone's thinking, it doesn't work on Undead anyway, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Dang. But uh, I, I will try to use my uh, channel divinity, turn the faithless, just so everyone can. Do what they need to do. So, power of Christ compels you. <laughs> when he does this, his oath spell, which is this, you utter ancient words for fae or fiends to hear and, uh, and your action, and you present your holy symbol, which is on your shoulder. Each fae or fiend within 30 feet that can hear you must make a wisdom saving throw. A turned creature on a fails to save the creature is turned for one minute. However, as you do this, say what you just did, power of Christ compels you, your shoulder glows. And you notice that it doesn't doesn't quite do anything. You get the sense that this thing isn't a fae or a fiend. Right. right. So basically, if, if it was a fae or a fiend, it would have to make a wisdom saving throw on a fae one. It's turned for one minute. Turned creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as possible. However, it's not, so it doesn't work. So wait, is un- undead not? Nope. What? Undead are not fiends. So, Ugo, what you doing? That's your action. Uh, you have your bonus action, which is Clarky. No, keep Clarky where he is. So you're just going to tell Clarky to stay? Clarky, stay. Good chicken. Uh, are you going to move, Ugo, before your energy turn? No, I'm not. I'm going to stay where I am. So he's, he's stood up, at least. That's going to be your turn. Next up, uh, Navar. I would like to get the rat's attention to roll at disadvantage to shoot at the red light I can see behind the eye. Okay, so you're going to try and intimidate it. So you can use your bonus action this turn to try and get its attention, but you have to roll for intimidation. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, yo, undead freak, show me what their eyes do. Show me what their eyes do. All right, well, mate, roll me a uh, intimidation. Roll intimidation. Nineteen. Eighteen plus one. Sure, sure, sure. So you just yell that, and it just cracks its head and turns towards you. You just see like the eyeball swinging, and you just. All right, I roll. 24, 18 plus 6. That is the exact number, I believe. Yeah. So precision, so roll damage. I now roll, I get 4 plus 6 plus 7. So 18 points of damage straight into that red light behind his eye socket. Hold on. Sorry, 17. 17. So straight into the eye hole. You see its skull rock around a little and it just looks back at you again. As far as you can tell, because there isn't much blood on it, uh, what we would argue is bloodied at this point. I think that I think that did something, guys. I think it helped. It might have. It might have. So that is your turn. Yep, that's that's all you can really do. I did a lot. <laughs> I did a lot there. You did a lot, guys. You should be grateful for it. Um, next up is Flass. My girl already. How good. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the Ray of Frost. Tried and true. That's all I can do now. The only other thing I... Only other thing I could do is crossbow. 
but yeah, just magic it. No, skip that. <laughs> Five. Two plus three. You are not having good rolls today, man. All right, so that's, yep. So you shoot out of your finger, pew, ice, and it just like, because it's got holes and all of its flesh is moved around and whatnot, where you shoot just like sips past an exposed rib cage and just like takes flesh off from the back of it. Doesn't look like it doesn't really do anything. I might go over to the log and sit down. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Nah, I'm just going to stay doing nothing here, so. All right, so that's your turn. Next up is the uh, the rat's turn. Yeah, again, like, uh, it just seems to, like, its bones seem to just keep growing. Its its right arm now is completely, like, devoid of flesh. Its legs are flesh completely all, all off of it. It's lower torso, actually. It's just got what looks like a hanging chest at this point with ribs that are now expanded, flesh on its face, its arms are completely just bones at this point that look like they're fused together but somehow still moving with this very rickety cracking sound. Yeah, it's it looks like it's now grown another foot. It's now nine foot in height. It's now going to turn to Navarre and it's now going to use its movement. Would that provoke an opportunity of attack from good old Borrell? Please roll me attack of opportunity from me d20. 16 Hell 16 yeah. is going to hit. So, yep, roll me a um, roll me some damage for your short sword. Uh, it's seven. Seven points of damage, yep. So you, you, Max damage. You cut it across the back of its uh, flesh as it's turned around for you. Just meat comes off and you scrape across some bones. Doesn't look like it did much to it. It seems pretty unfazed. It's going to then use all of its movement to get right up in front of Navar. And Navarth, you can see uh, as it's gotten closer to you, your arrow is just sticking out of its eye hole. Uh, your other arrows in its chest. Its sword's just hanging in its chest as well. It's going to lean down because it's much bigger than you now. Uh, it's going to try and take a bite out of you. Oh, fuck me. With its bony jaw. What did it get? Uggs. Uh, that 20. <clears throat> fuck. Okay. Nat 20. So. How much health do you have? Enough, hopefully. <laughs> you have 18, don't you? Yep. Well, about that. Um, so that's one, two, three, four. That's uh, thirteen points of damage, doubled twenty-six. So <laughs> it um, it just cleans, takes a bite out of your like shoulder, lifts you up, thrashes you around a little, and then just drops you to the ground, uh, doing twenty-six points of damage. Well. I'm on death saving throws. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Fuck. shit. There's one rat. <laughs> one rat just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Well, I mean, I've done 36 points of damage to it, so it's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's done a lot of damage to everyone else. All right, so that's that's going to be its go. Um, it's, it's massive at this point in terms of height compared to what it was, because it was four feet. It's now nine feet. It's more than double the size of what it was before. It's now uh, larger than the Skaven that is currently fighting the frog. All right, so that's going to be its turn. It's now Brown. It's it's your turn. Oh, I'm going to get closer to it now that I, I can't. Um, you you well, could expend all your movement and get right behind it. Hell no. What would I do that? Shush. Killed. I've just about killed my friend. Friend? Did you hear that? <laughs> Uh-oh. He wakes up from unconsciousness. Friend. Yeah, friend. <laughs> the power of friendship. Is that comment enough to, like, just be three death saves in one one go? Three death saves? Mate, it's eight. It's future death saves as well. Done. You're awake. <laughs> and you somehow wake up with an erection as well. <laughs> no, no, that's... um. That's so I take aim... At Navarre. <laughs> Aiming at his crotch. Alright, so, yep. So Can I yell out to the the big rat to get his attention? You want to try and use your bonus action to do so? Yeah, and then I'll, I'll get an attack out. So, yep, tell me tell me what you say to it, and then roll me an intimidation check. Oi! I guess. But really loud. Oi! Yeah, and intimidation. That's better. 21. 21. There we go. It just turns and looks at you. Uh, Navarth's blood's dripping from its teeth. Shame. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to shoot at the light behind its eyes. So you're going to shoot the other eye hole because the eye hole that Navarth has already shot is kind of preoccupied with there. You betcha. All right, guys. Give me, give me the energies. I believe in you. Shaking the oh, dice. Boy. I'm shaking the dice. Shaking the dice. <gasps> 20. 17, 17 plus three. three. Uh, let's say, yep. You know what? You, you're gonna shoot. You're gonna shoot. It's gonna. It's gonna hit the eyeball on the other side and pierce through. The only damage. 
Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Seven damage. Woo! So you shoot, lands in its eye socket, the other eye socket, and pierces through. Basically, as you shoot, because the eye seems to be like rotting as it does, as you shoot with the crossbow bolt, it just pops the eye and you see viscera as the like crossbow bolt itself lands in the back of its skull. But again, it's doesn't seem that phased by what's happened there. Right. Well, I did everything I could. Bye, guys. Google, <laughs> your turn. Okay. I kind of feel like the more damage it's taking, the stronger it's getting. Just a thought. I would say if you want to try and investigate what it is, like looking at it, see if there's anything you can notice, like weak points or anything like that, I'd allow it. As a bonus action or? Uh, yeah. Can I roll that first or do I do my actual move first? The order of how you do things is how you want to do it. Okay. I'm going to move uh, closer towards it. Yep. Suspend all your movement. Yep. About there. Yep. That's your maximum movement. Yep. So you're still not quite there yet, but you're closer. And I'm going to use my nature's wrath to reach for the creature. So that's going to be your action. Yep. So you channel your divinity in to invoke a primal forces to ensnare a foe. As an action, you can cause spectral vines to spring up and reach the creature from within 10 feet of you. That you can see the creature must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw, my choice apparently, or be restrained. By the vines, the creature repeats the saving throw at the end of each of its turn, on its success it freezes off from the vines. It doesn't actually take any damage from this, but it does get ensnared. I am going to be nice and say that it's going to take a strength. It's three, it's five. Huge. Huge. So yeah, what do you say with your nature's wrath as you cast for? Go. Vines. No. <laughs> I like it. I go behind it. Kind of like reach my hand out and sort of clench my fist at, as the vines sort of come up from the ground. Yep. So just vines un- unnaturally from the swamp just kind of reach up through the water and uh, wrap itself around like the flesh and bones of this creature around its legs and it appears to be res- restrained. That is all of your actions. So instead of using a bonus action for Clarky, I will allow if you would like to look at this thing and try and figure out. Yeah. Investigation. Yep. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally on 19. It was on 19 and then it walked by this one. Zero. I investigated the undead thing. <laughs> You're not even looking in the right direction. <laughs> oh, it's what a nice day. It's like, <laughs> I investigate the creature. I can see there are vines. Yeah, I see vines. <laughs> I did the vines. <laughs> Trying to look at this thing, you're like looking at it with all the vines, but you kind of are looking over the fact that Navath is down and you're more more concerned that um, your party member is, is also down. So how does a death saving throw work? Well, death saving throws means you have to roll a d20 and you basically have to have a 10 or higher. If it's not a 10, it's a fail. Three fails, you die. Three successes, you win. Yes. And if you roll a nat 1, then it's two fails. If you roll a nat 20, then it's two successes. No, uh, nat 20 is immediately back up. Ah, uh, okay. 12. 12. Oh. That's one success. One W. Do I have to wait till my next turn for another success? Yep. Oh, you can't God. do anything on this turn. So that's your turn. He can't do more damage to me though, right? Uh, if the creature wanted to, he could attack you again. If he does double your HP, it's permadead. Now, if he does 23 damage uh, equivalent now, he, you are dead dead. Tight. Yeah, it's real tight. Any friendly creature, anyone that's at least not somewhat knowledgeable in medicine-ish uh, can come up and like stabilize you. Which means you don't have to make successful saving throws. You're sitting on, you'll sit at zero HP, but you won't um, be able to do anything. You'll, you'll need to like regain hit points. So that's your turn. Next up is going to be Falas. Considering I haven't been very helpful with everything else, and Navarth has been, I'm going to go over and try and help Navarth. <laughs> yep. I, I was thinking of using the potion. If you, if you want to use the potion, you would more than stabilize him. You would uh, get him back to life. So what are you going to use? The potion you've drunk already out of? That greater potion? Yep, so I'll give him the 10 HP. Yep. So I have 10 HP then? Yes, you do. <sighs> you are stabilized. You are, like, not unconscious anymore, but you can't do anything until your next turn. You're, like, groggy. Can I use my bonus action to help him up? If I can't, then I'll use my bonus action to try and study the creature. Uh, you can't help him up, no. All right, then I'll just try and uh, discern what we should be doing with this creature. Okay, roll me an um, investigation check. 17 plus 4. 21. All right. Perfect. So as you kind of like kneel down, pour the potion into Navarre's mouth, uh, you look back up and you can see from where it pierced itself with its short sword before, underneath the bones and the flesh, there's a little golden locket that the blade is pierced into. And you can see it glowing and you can 
faintly just hear just a slight little hum come from inside the locket. Alrighty then. So that's that's your turn. Unfortunately for you though, it's its turn. Its focus though has been drawn away from you guys and has been put onto uh, Boral. So it's now going to turn around and look at Boral. But again, as previously has happened on every part of its turn, its bones crack and pretty much this thing is completely devoid of flesh at this point. Uh, except for just like a small bit of flesh that's gripping to the uh, chest piece at this point. It, it kind of it kind of looks where the arrow has pierced through has like landed on some bone. It's kind of keeping the flesh afloat and you can see the sword still pierced through. Everything else though has kind of fallen off of it and yeah, it's just this big skeletal rat creature at this point that is now uh, I believe up to 10 feet tall and it's just getting bigger and bigger so yep it's now going to turn and it's going to provoke an attack of opportunity from you Flas not you Navarth because you're on the ground uh, Flas if you want to punch it or try and attack it in, in some way you can definitely try what reach for the locket or the sword or hypothetically okay yeah I'll, I'll attempt that I'm not super strong but it might show what the others that I'm what I'm going for at least yep yeah so I'll go for that unarmed strike 19 plus 2. Oh, he rolls high when he needs are to. Are you going for the, the locket or are you going for the sword? I think I'll go for the... I'll go for the sword. Okay. So you, you reach out as it turns away from where you guys are and t- starts to take a step. You reach forward and you grab a hold of the handle of the sword. As it's walking away, you don't really even need to make a like physical kind of thing, uh, like strength and, and whatnot. The flesh just cuts like straight through like butter and the sword itself kind of gets caught on the bones it kind of jangles around a little um the sword itself has kind of started to get rotted you pull and suddenly you're holding this short sword that's all blackened and rusted with this locket at the back as you do that you just see it stop moving and then suddenly just all the bones collapse to the ground Oh, thank Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And all of it just, all the bones collapse into the water and are just floating. Thank fuck. The locket itself is just humming and humming and humming and it stops and it just crumbles to ash on the end of the sword. I was about to say, do not touch the locket just in case. Amma, Amma, eat the locket. He's going to eat the <laughs> ashes from the locket. Snort the ash. Snort the ash. That, for all intents and purposes, looks like the uh, the end of that creature. The bones have fallen to the ground. They are very deformed at this point. But yeah, now the bones are just falling completely to the ground. The skull is floating on the water and you can see the two, like the arrow out of one eye and the crossbow poked out of the other. That's That's it. All the flesh is floating on top of the water as well. It's all very gross and... The, the water is no longer like a green murky. It's kind of like crimsonish. At this point, you guys, the ones that are standing up, notice behind you that the frog and the, the rats uh, have taken a fair few blows out of one another and they both look pretty messed up and they've clashed and uh, taken a step back and now breathing heavy. You see the rat just look at it with complete and utter respect almost towards this this large this large toad and you just see the toad go and he just thrusts forward with his glaive and suddenly just pierces straight into the gut of the skaven itself and lifts the skaven up into the air and throws it to the ground and you just see all the other rats that are fighting all the the blue wogs in the area just see that happen and just go shit run run run, fuck run run and they just drop their weapons and start sprinting away as that happens you notice towards the back of where the rats were reinforced there were two rats tied up one looks like a female rat and the other one's wearing uh circular glasses looks like they've been beaten both of them poor toby the uh the skaven on the other hand is still breathing he's got very labored breathing uh, as the the glaive has pierced through its stomach that has now been retracted away Blood is pouring out into the swamp around it. Can I go talk to him? You're on the ground at this point. I would say initiative's kind of over. You can see the enemy is retreating, so you can get back up. I'm up. I would like to start by thanking Falas for saving me after everything I've done to this party. I the, the fact that <laughs> you would find it to save me um, means a lot. I'm going to sit down and suggest someone who can do a lot of walking do some looting. <laughs> If there's anything to grab. And I'm just going to go for a bit of a wander. <laughs> You're going to like limp and stumble over towards this now down Skaven. Can I check all of the uh, the Skavens? All the rats? Yeah, all the rats. Yeah, you, if you want to do a looting, uh, roll me a d20. Ooh. 
Well, that's a four, anyways. Um, you find you find like a couple couple copper, probably about twenty copper. Some pretty badly used weapons. Most of them are pretty like damaged and not very well taken care I'm of. I'm not gonna bother picking them up. Basically, I get over to the Skaven, get up in his face, ripping hold of its chest, and say, "You still gonna pay us, <laughs> bitch?" Hell yeah. He just looks at you with complete and utter disdain. You just hear him start to say a word. And as that happens, the, the large toad just comes down and just cuts its head off cleanly. Sink. And it's just head just rolls in the, the water there. It lifts it up. The toad's like, ah! Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, King Toad. Let's go. <gasps> Clarky, do you have any cheese? That's a 17. Um, yeah, Clarky pulls out some like old cottage cheese that's in like a slice. What, do you gesture for him to throw it to you or something? Yeah, yeah. Clarky steps up on like one of the logs that's just right by him. Uh, he then pulls out a cap, puts it on, turns it backwards. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Leans his chicken leg up on uh, upwards as he gra- grips hold Pokemon, of it. Pokemon theme song plays. He then pegs it at you straight at, towards your chest. Jeez. All right, I'll throw it at the massive toad. You just see his eyes just light up with all capacity as he's seen the cheese throw through. You peg it and his tongue just comes out. It barely leaves your hand. And this tongue just goes whoosh, and grabs it and straight out and straight into its mouth. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's that. So that's, are you guys going to look at looting the Skaven even? See if it's had any money on it? Any, any resources? Yeah, I'll pick up my javelin first. Yep, go pick up your javelin. Navarth, I'd say, before you start searching I'll go that, pick you... up all 10 of my arrows. Yeah, yes, Dan. He has been counting. Good boy. Are you going to take one of his teeth? Because you said you're going to take a... Uh... Oh, yeah, good point, good point. I would like to take a tooth off of the Skaven, especially because I fucking hate this cunt. Make a survival check. 12. 12. Okay, all right. So you, you, like, rip into its mouth and its two front teeth are pretty exposed and you pull at it and pull at it and... You manage to get one clean tooth, but the other tooth breaks off. So you have one tooth. It's probably about the size of like two inches. Sweet. I'll add that to my collection. Well, a collection that you currently gave to the blacksmith. <laughs> Does the Skaven have any armor? He He's bare chested. He didn't uh, wasn't wearing any armor, but you can search his uh, body if you would like to see if there's anything else there. So do an investigation check. Ah, That's a... Three minus one is a two, so that's not great. You can't really find anything on it. You just see some like some some loose pieces of meat that are now like murky. You kind of get the ascertained like this guy probably didn't carry his belongings. He probably forced the other rats to do so. Uh, he only really carried his weapons, which he has a large like curved blade. Ooh. It is rusted and damaged, but it is quite large. So yeah, that that is there. Is it a two-handed? It is a two-handed sword. Anyone else dibs? No. I don't think anyone else could carry it. Uh, Flask could. As uh, Borel could. I was about to say, yeah, like, I fucking can't do that. <laughs> I can't fucking do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it with yeah. me. So you pick it up. It's heavy. It, it's probably about five feet in length from hilt to tip of blade. What, how heavy is it? It's probably about like 40 pounds. 40? It's thick as well. It's like... Pretty sure my battle axe is like only four pounds or something. Uh, yeah, th- this thing's heavy, dude. Oh. I'll take it with so me. you're going to pick it up, put it on your back and strap it. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> you're strong. You're very strong. So it doesn't really I'm exhausted you. still. You are exhausted. So it doesn't really help. But at the same time, you're still kind of all right. So as you guys are kind of do this, all the bullywogs kind of come over to you. You know, the one with the tie comes over. Mm-hmm. Well done, my friends. You did well. And you notice that he comes over and in one hand, he's got like six rat heads. <laughs> I killed this many. You realise the entire time you guys were fighting, you fought six rats together and he's killed six himself. You might have got the six strongest ones. You don't know, but probably that's what Navarth tells himself. It's like, we fought the harder ones. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you kind of come over the big toads like, Fred just like, well, we thank you for helping us. Thank you. Well, we're not getting paid for this. Oh, we can go and check out Ugg's place and they might Yeah, we're going to go take stuff. all their gold, don't worry. <laughs> but I think we should rest before we do anything. I think you're right. I agree. Fred's like, we have a hut that is unimpeded by water that you can stay in. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. What time, is, what time of day does it feel like? It feels like afternoon by this point. The sun's getting a bit lower. It's It's been... Feels like I need to fucking sleep because I almost died. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
yeah, a couple of you got pretty fucked up. As you guys are kind of collecting yourselves, you know, dusting off and getting your shit back together, in one of the treetops, Navath, because you have very high perception, mm-hmm. you kind of notice something move, but something that isn't there. I see something a bit dodgy over there in the trees. Whatever it kind of is, you can't make it out. It looks like like nothing is there. And then just to the right of it, on another tree branch, you just see it very heavily get sunken down, almost like if something large has just taken a step onto it. Um, I think we have company, guys. Uh... Can I use my divine sense? Yes. I can sense anything affected by a hallow spell or known location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. That is not behind total cover. That's not behind total cover. So you don't notice that it's necessarily any of those things, but you do see an aberration that's kind of cloaked. And as you're studying it and looking at it, it just decloaks and you guys see a very large shadowed creature staring at you with just black eyes and shrouded by darkness. It is what looks like on all fours and just is snarling at you. Why the fuck am I always the closest to this shit? Uh, the the toad turns around and goes, uh-oh. <laughs> Fred as well as like, well, they're fucked. I shoot. You're going to try and take a shot at it? Yep. No, no, yep. no. Yep. Right, roll me an attack. Oh, fuck off. 11. Are you fucking you serious? You take a shot It because it, you're trying to get it quickly done. You don't really notch it quite well and you shoot, but it lands a couple of feet in front of you. It doesn't really go anywhere. You just hear, <laughs> but a very, like, not human style laugh. And you hear Fred go, that's the lever. Um, that's not good. And within a mere moment, the shadow just cloaks itself again and suddenly just disappears. Oh, and that's going to end it for today's episode. Oh, an interesting fight that was. It was a very long one. The longest one, a two-episode fight. You know, if only they maybe pulled the sword out earlier, Ugo wouldn't have gone unconscious, Navath wouldn't have gone down, Falas wouldn't have had to save him, Burrell wouldn't have became friends with Navath, so I guess that's a plus. Uh, and also this Reaver thing popped up. Uh, a lot's happened this episode. In any case, find out exactly what happens on the next episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. We'll see you then.